Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Saturday, April the 3rd. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to go over a very stout eight-game NBA slate for this evening. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about all eight games on the main slate on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. So hope everyone's having a great Easter weekend. So happy Easter uh, to everyone. Hopefully uh, the, the bunny leaves some, some chocolate eggs and uh, uh, some DFS wins uh, for the entire uh, Coach Talk community. Um, I would like to start the podcast by dedicating this podcast to my dad. Um, unfortunately, I lost him 12 years ago to cancer, but today would have been his 84th birthday, and uh, he was the best. And uh, I'll post I'll post a picture of him on uh, our social media today. But uh, you know, he was the coach. I was the tag along. He coached uh, at the at the small college level. He was a, an all-state player himself at a back-to-back uh, -back state championships in the 50s at uh, Erie Cathedral Prep, where I ended up uh, coaching for 12 years. So, uh, yeah, he was the, a fantastic man. He played a lot of DFS with us at the beginning, had some some championships as well. So uh, this this podcast is in his honor. So miss miss him for sure. So hopefully get to play a little DFS with him again someday. That's that's the plan. But thank you for all joining in. Uh, we're getting this out pretty early Saturday morning so that you have all day to to really listen in, build the lineups, get those uh, those lineups reserved. Uh, you know, at Coach Talk here, we, we do the four main sports. So uh, we have PGA going today. Uh, we have the four round plays that we gave out on Wednesday night, and then the weekend only uh, plays that we gave out last night. We do that every week for PGA. And then, of course, baseball is just huge, huge, right? You know, just uh, the third day, awesome games. We've we've been in the money both days so far. Uh, opening day, we had a top 1% lineup. So we're planning on doing that again. And it's it's very convenient today in baseball if you're tuning in. Uh, it's a five-game day slate and a five-game evening slate So uh, on both the sites. So enjoy that. Um, our, our head pro at Coach Talk, uh, Josh Crash Davis, uh, is doing a tremendous job. We're really, really excited to have him, and I think you'll uh, enjoy his baseball. So we will uh, we'll be putting this out again uh, early so you have a chance to listen in and if you have any questions, you can shoot them to me right there on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, please take a second to hit the thumbs up and uh, subscribe to us and click the little alert button up in the corner that will give you a heads up on our podcast post. All right, we're going to dive into this eight-game slate, and it's an interesting one. This, there's several things in here that are unique to anything I've seen so far this year. There's a ton of double-digit um, spreads, so... The potential of five blowing out, uh, that changes things a little bit. And, you know, you've got to really look. Then on top of that, it's it's a who's who in NBA All-Stars that are questionable today. I mean, we have some ruled out, but for the most part, we just have an absolute boatload uh, questionable. So 
build the lineups from this podcast, start getting them together, keep them preliminary, then follow us on Discord throughout the day uh, for all the changes, updates, player news, because there's been a ton of it in the NBA between COVID sits and, you know, all these back-to-backs. We have uh, 10 teams that are playing this weekend, today and tomorrow, that are on five games in seven days. So there's lots of reasons why coaches are rotating, sitting guys, resting them, and we got to stay up on that news. And then, you know, this year specifically, if you're really playing seriously DFS, uh, serious DFS in NBA, you have to follow it in the evening too because as the games progress, you'll have guys uh, that are uh, pulled out that aren't going to play. You'll have some of these late COVID tests that happen. It even happened with Coach Carlisle from the Mavericks last night. He, he's he been vaccinated, no less, and still tested positive, so they had to have him sit out and get retested. So those are the kind of things that are going to happen. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a disadvantage. I know everybody gets frustrated with it. I like it. I know it sounds crazy. Not that I want anybody to test positive for COVID, of course, but I like that all this news happens because the majority of people that play uh, DFS aren't paying close enough attention to catch every detail. And that means you're going to have a lot of dead money. And it's a lot more fun going into a slate when you got a full, uh, you know, roster of good players and you're going against almost half the field that's taken a zero on a guy. I mean, <clears throat> just tremendous uh, equity to your lineups and, and, you know, gives you that punch. So let us do that work for you. We'll be posting things immediately in Discord as they take place. Uh, all you have to do to become a member and, and jump in Discord with us is go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can join for as little as a three-day membership for $10 to dip your toe in the water and try us out. We also have several different packages. Our MLB package, which started two days ago, goes all the way until November 1st. And uh, the couple other packages out there as well, you can check out on our members page on our website. But remember this, and it's the difference between our, uh, our site really and everybody else's in DFS. We, When you become a member, whichever mat, uh, pass or membership you buy, you get everything that we offer all of our podcasts, all of our content, one-on-one uh, -on -one meetings. We have team uh, meeting of all our members weekly on Saturdays where we do Q&A. You get all our lineups in every sport, and we focus on those main four sports, basketball, football, baseball, and golf. And uh, we try to be the best at the best instead of, instead of spreading out and doing uh, way too many things that I think lessens your your punch in each of the main sports so that's the scoop i'm going to get those out of the way we start with a seven o'clock game it's the only early game by an hour and that's all eastern times uh dallas at washington we know dallas played last night they're on the second night of a back-to-back -back. dallas is a road favorite of a six points the over-under is 229 and a half and we thank bet us .com.pa for those odds. Um, KP, who we said it on the podcast yesterday, he got a lot of ownership, but pretty much what I said was was actually what happened. The, the Knicks fans were brutal on him, saying K, 
chanting KP sucks, booing him whenever he got the ball, and a lot of nasty things being yelled out there. And he just, he's not that kind of a player. He's, you know, he doesn't uh, react well to that kind of stuff. And he didn't. He had a horrible game and uh, definitely gave us some edge. But uh, now that it's a back to back, and obviously coming off that game where he was, it was in his head. Uh, he's questionable for this game against Washington, and I'm not sure he plays. I think he may maybe sits. Um, so that factors into to our uh, you know breakdown of this game. Uh, just as as important or more important player for Washington, Bradley Beal remains questionable with his hip. Um, so very good possibility he could sit. Uh, they do have Ish Smith returning. Uh, and Davis Berton. So that gives them a little more uh, depth bench-wise, takes uh, a big sting out of uh, Raul Neto. Uh, I would think he's got to split backup minutes with Ish Smith, uh, uh, even if it's, you know, eight to ten minutes that Smith grabs, it makes Neto unplayable for me. But in this game, you know, I think uh, with Washington's lack of defense, Luke is probably going to be one of the highest pay-up guys uh, on the chart, and I think he deserves to be. I mean, the, the defensive rating for Washington is just terrible. It's been terrible all year, and, you know, just a, a, a really perfect situation for Luca with um, KP sitting out. But I do want to get that news because if I am going to spend up to, you know, the most expensive guy, then – you know, I'd feel much, much better if, you know, if I knew that uh, KP was out. Same same thing goes on the other side. I mean, there is so much value on this slate. And right now with all these teams that have five, six guys out, I mean, the Thunder had uh, five of their top seven not play yesterday. You know, there's several other teams in the same boat. You know, you're getting uh, Orlando. They have just a whole new group of guys in there. Uh, on down the line. So the other side, of the, you know, if Beal does sit, it's hard not to go to Westbrook. Now, this last game, he did have a little bit of a down game, but it wasn't for his lack of effort. He was terrific, but he couldn't get it o- get over the hump because the players he was playing with were just playing terribly. Advia, Matthews, I mean, he passed the ball and it was going off their foot and you could see the frustration in his face. So, you know, you can look at it from two ways. We know that, you know, Westbrook feeds off of adversity and likes to try to take over a game. He could do that against Dallas. There's no question about it. However, you know, I am a little concerned about, you know, without Beal playing that same type of frustration that he gets into, uh, you know, without the supporting cast. Now, Hashimura is sort of his sidekick, if you will. And if he can step up again, uh, I think that he'll uh, help him. But I'm definitely considering um, paying up for the two super-duper high-priced guys here in game one and then creating value throughout the card uh, from there. So um, I'm going to see how it plays out if KP and Beal are out. There's a good chance I start my lineup, believe it or not, with um, the two studs here, Westbrook and, of course, Luca. And if that happens, you know, then the strategy from here on out is going to be, 
a little bit of mid value and a lot of uh, value value. So I'll be pointing those go guys out as we go. As far as other players in this game, you know, Jalen Brunson has just, all he does is play terrific and hit value off the bench. I think that uh, he's still in play here at that price. Um, Hashimura has gone uh, up in price the last couple of days, but I do think, you know, he's a, a key component. If this game is going to stay close, I think he's another guy that you could look at here. So that is a big game for me. We'll see how it, it pans out and, and go from there. All right, the uh, first 8 o'clock game, there's three of them. It is the New York Knicks on the second night of a back-to-back against the Detroit Pistons. The Knicks are a two-point road favorite, and the over-under is a paltry 205.5. So we've got a lot of guys uh, in here. There's not a, a ton of injury. We know that uh, also... Killian Hayes, a name we haven't heard in a couple months, returns for the Pistons, which just, you know, makes that backcourt even more confusing there. A um, couple of things, uh, you know, Randall did not play well last night. Uh, Pistons have some uh, fairly difficult interior defense with Plumley. He comes up pretty big. And then Isaiah Stewart off the bench. Dumbuyu's back, you know, so they have some size in there, um, and Randall's price is super high. Uh, I'm not going to go there uh, with a 205 total there and spend that kind of money on that side of the ball. Uh, and then as far as any of the Pistons, I mean, we saw how low scoring the game was last night when the Knicks played the Mavs, and, uh, you know, th that's the Knicks' style. That's why, you know, it was lucky for the Mavs to get out of there with a win, because they did slow it down. They made it a half-court game. And that's what teams do. They fall into playing the pace that the Knicks want. So I uh, really hate this game, to, put, to be honest with you. I know it's a close spread at two, but I'm not spending up for Randall. Barrett's now a little too expensive. Uh, you know, the guards are back for the Knicks. That gets all crowded. And then the Pistons... You know, it's usually hard to really roster anybody other than Grant, but not against the Knicks. So this will be a pass game for me. Game three is the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Miami Heat. Very odd combination here. We have a big 12.5 point favorite spread for the Heat, and the over-under is only 204.5. Very seldom do you see that where it's a sub-205 total and a double-digit favor. So that definitely screams concern. Uh, part of the reason of that is uh, the two interior players for Cleveland, Nance and Jared Allen, are out. So that leaves Kevin Love, Dean Wade, all of those guys. So, you know, Sexton, Garland, all the, you know, you got a, some choices for Cleveland, but it is against a really tough Miami defense. Drogic is back for this game. And just looks like a terrible matchup for them uh, in a tough defensive slow pace. As far as Miami goes, uh, you know, it's not going to be any cup of tea for their guys either. Number one, they could use a deeper bench since, uh, you know, they, they probably will have the lead in this game. And, you know, that, that's a concern. And when Dragic is in there, it really shuffles the deck with anybody like, you know, Hero or... Uh, any of the other guards, even Butler a little bit, 
Um, uh, same thing. So, you know, an, another game, it's, it's odd. You know, I'm going to probably spend like at least half my salary in that first game and then have two straight passes in a row. But I really don't want to chase the one-off guy in this game that could do well. I think you'll see some people maybe go for Trevor Ariza because he's been starting, getting good minutes for the Heat. He's cheap. You know, I get it if you're trying to make super value, but I'm, you know, against Cleveland in a slow-paced game where I think there'll be a large rotation of players, not worth it. So we're going to move on. All right, the uh, third and final 8 o'clock game is the Minnesota Timberwolves at the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, Philly's favored by a fat 11 again. Like I said, monster spreads today. Very strange. Uh, the 228 number is reasonable. You've got two monster question marks here, one being Rubio. He, it is important for Minnesota uh, because it brings Jalen Noel directly in play if Rubio's out. He's the next man up at point guard with D'Angelo continuing to be out. And then they have upgraded Embiid to questionable for this game. So, you know, do they need Embiid against Minnesota? I don't think so. But it says questionable. I feel in my gut that he might not play because I think they can beat Minnesota without him. Uh, so I'm in my preparation here. I have him listed out, but stay in touch because he's ruled in then it shoots my the rest of my uh thoughts out of the window here um if he sits i think dwight howard is in play because they're going to need him to play against towns and towns doesn't play d uh that well and not that they're going to go to howard and run stuff for him but he'll be patrolling that pain area and you know should be able to scoop up a lot of uh, rebounds and some putbacks. So I think, again, this is all based on Embiid being out. Howard would be in play. Tobias Harris definitely would be into play for me. And then uh, Ben Simmons. So, you know, this could be a very interesting Philadelphia mini stack. Again, am I going to be able to afford all those guys? No, but uh, one of them can certainly make my lineup and uh, very well may do that. Uh, there's some great value on um, the Minnesota side. You know, hopefully Rubio sits because I do really like Jalen Noel, and I think that he's got the potential to, to, to smash at a really low salary. Um, you know, I'm not going to quite go with Edwards here or Beasley. I just think Philly's got some solid defenders on the wings, with, you know, with uh, Tobias and Thibault and a couple guys they bring off the bench can shut some folks down. So um, not as excited uh, uh, about that. Uh, there are a few Minnesota plays um, also that you can get uh, from value. So that's a team I'm going to keep an eye on uh, if Embiid sits and probably get some of my value right there. Okay. Halfway through, we have four games down, a seven and three eight o'clocks, and now we have two nine o'clocks and two ten o'clocks. So a uh, really nice spread out NBA schedule. And remember on uh, Coach Talk, we give out a full uh, lineup for everything we do on FanDuel as far as a hybrid, which could be used in both cash and GPPs. 
We give out one GPP, and then we give out a full lineup on Yahoo. And for DraftKings, we have something exclusive that we came up with. It's a coach's clipboard, and it, it stays well within the guidelines of DraftKings. And what it does is it gives you uh, a, quite a few choices of filling out your roster. We put a grid out with all of the players we recommend from highest price to lowest. And then we highlight five of them in yellow. Those are the ones that we are recommending that you uh, is the core to your lineup. And then fill in with a different combination of all of the other guys on the clipboard. That's what we would recommend. Uh, we do the same thing in our other sports uh, as well. And it has worked terrific. We have a ton of, of great testimonials on our website uh, and uh, check those out. But that seems to have been a really good way uh, that our members love it because guys that they were thinking about, if they're on the clipboard, then that confirms that they put them in. You know, it just gives them some good ideas uh, all the way around. So uh, we'd love for you to try that out. Uh, just go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up there. The uh, You still can get for two months, all of April, all of May, um, you can still get the BetUS deal of for one forty nine. So if you haven't played with a sports book uh, and you haven't played with BetUS, you can make a first time deposit of one forty nine. Use that to bet on BetUS, um, and you get that by when you go to BetUS.com.pa. You have to use the promo code CoachTalk, all one word, no space. And then what that does is it gives you two month free membership here at Coach Talk. You get all of April, all of May free. So definitely take advantage of that as well. All right, four games, nine o'clock. Second night of a back-to-back for the Indiana Pacers. They're playing at the San Antonio Spurs. Spurs are favored by five and a half, and it's a 222 and a half total. Uh, big news for Pacers, Sabonis questionable. That definitely you know changes the outlook there. Um, for San Antonio, uh, Lonnie Walker and Gorgie Jeng are out. So what do we think about this game? 222 and a half, respectable, minus five and a half, you know, definitely could be close enough. A lot of possibilities here. If Sabonis is out, that gives a bump uh, really to everybody. But Miles Turner in particular gives him uh, a big rebound uh, bump and a scoring bump. So uh, he's in play if Sabonis sits. Um, you know, Karis Levert has been consistent in getting good minutes, and Malcolm Brogdon's price is super cheap. Those guys can all be considered. Um, from the San Antonio side, you know, you get a lot of rotation uh, from, from Pop. Um, you know, really the guy that everybody looks at first with the Spurs is generally DeRozan, and he is playing good ball. Uh, you know, he's he's a good matchup for uh, this game against Indiana. And if you can afford DeRozan, uh, that's a great place to go price-wise. Uh, other than that, though, I, I'm not really wanting to spend uh, big money here. Guys like Keldon Johnson and a few guys are cheap, but extremely inconsistent. Because, you know, as soon as you think some of these young guys are going to contribute there, they have big games from Rudy Gay Patty Mills, you know, across the board. So as the listeners to this show, uh, you know, know for sure by now, I try to avoid as many Spurs and Spurs games as I can. 
just because of the volatility of what's going to happen there. So, all right, let's move to the next one. Nine o'clock also, Orlando on the first night of a back-to-back and the Utah Jazz on the second night of a back-to-back. This is another one of those mind-bending, mind-scratcher games like the other one on the slate where we haven't seen these type of lines and spreads combination all season, let alone here on the same slate where we have two or three of them. Utah is favored by 15 and a half, but it's only 216 and a half on the over-under. So anticipation of a blowout here seems very, very in play. Uh, Right now, uh, Conley is doubtful. I'm counting him out when I'm doing my preparation. And then we have three questionable tags for Orlando uh, that are important for sure. We've got Birch, questionable. We have uh, Ross, questionable. And MCW is questionable. So it brings all that Orlando value into play that we've been using the last two or three days that has made our our lineups work. Um, You can really dive into a lot of that, uh, you know, usage uh, at, at, the, at the cheap price here. Let me tell you who, who I'm leaning towards. Uh, you know, I like Chuma Okiki quite a bit. I think that he's seriously in play here. I think this could be the game to dust off Mo Bamba for the first time uh, in two seasons, I think. But, you know, with Birch being dinged up and questionable, I have a feeling he doesn't play. Uh, th- those center minutes, uh, certainly Bomba could be p- a piece of that, and I think he will be. Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, excited to see if, if we can get him in the lineup at a cheap price. You have Bacon and Ennis, who are uh, more veterans, Otto Porter as well. I just I don't think I'm going to go vets-wise. I want to go young here. And, uh, you know, they certainly have some young talent that, that could get it done. So um, right off the bat, though, Okiki and Bomber, are the two guys that have uh, my initial intention that we need to see uh, who's going to sit and who's going to play. Chase and Randall may be a great play again if Carter Williams does sit. So uh, definitely interest on that side of the ball. As far as Utah goes, you know, I mean, they've been so good, but Snyder also doesn't burn his guys out. I mean, part of the reason why they've had such an outstanding season, the 37-11, uh, is because he knows how to strategically, uh, you know, really rotate the guys, keep them fresh. They, their bench isn't fantastic. I mean, Clarkson and and then really just a bunch of role player guys like Niang and, and Favors and stuff like that. But you know what? They do a good job. They know their role and uh, they do it well. So uh, not high on the Utah guys here. I think that this game could get out of hand and I do not want to be in the situation where my guy is sitting for the entire fourth quarter. Okay, two to go. This is the after hour slate. That's the other thing that we do at uh, every night in the NBA Uh, We do an after-hour slate as well for both FanDuel and DraftKings. So you'll get the main slate, all of that, and we repeat it all 30 minutes before lock. Usually that's 9.30 Eastern uh, for the 10 o'clock games. Tonight there's two of them, and it is Oklahoma City and Portland both coming off a back-to-back. So that 
you know, uh, definitely is some concern. Uh, but you have really a, a really good number here in 227. But Portland's all the way up to an 11.5-point favorite, another double-digit favorite. So, uh, you know, which games are going to blow out, which ones aren't, that's probably going to have a lot to do with who wins this slate. So, you know, in this scenario, you know, Oklahoma City is scrappy as all get out. But, however, you know, they've lost Dort. He's in concussion protocol. And he's sort of the, the engine that makes that hustle, scrappy team go. So they miss him a lot. But they do have, you know, some good guys in place. Uh, Teo Maladon had his career high last night. Um, Mihaluk and, and Ty Jerome sort of split. So that wasn't a good combination. But you got, you know, decent run out of Moses Brown. Isaiah Roby, Kenrich Williams. A lot of those guys are priced right and can fit into lineups. Portland's defense is not good. Um, so that's going to help if you want to, you know, fire up uh, one or two of the Thunder guys and then maybe follow up with somebody on the Portland side. Sort of like Norman Powell here a little bit. I mean, Lillard and McCollum get all the attention. Uh, this game could, uh, you know, hit uh, double digits here. And I think. You know, trying to get an, a little extra shift rest for Lillard McCollum will be something that Stotts will look to do. And I think the person that, that you know, really uh, benefits from that is Norman Powell. I mean, he's a tremendous scorer. Um, it's hard to play him now on a team with Lillard McCollum because how much is he going to get the ball? But I'm anticipating here at his price, which has come down a little that he may be, you know, the guy that gets a little extra run with his new teammates, uh, you know, to get some continuity going. Uh, as far as the bigs go, Covington plays a ton of minutes, certainly can be played because he can also get hot from three. Uh, still not into this Nurkic-Canner split. That's not going to work for me. So that's sort of the exposure there. Definitely think there's great potential in that game, uh, but not doing back somersaults, uh, to stack. All right, the last game on this slate will be the highest owned on this slate. Um, I will have exposure here, but it's not going to be my highest owned, and I'm not uh, stacking it a ton. I could come out with two or three guys from this game. I do think you need exposure, but there's two things to consider. You've got second night of a back-to-back for both Milwaukee and Sacramento. Sacramento has proven it can get its doors blown in pretty quick. And, and lose games and not get those quality fourth quarter minutes. All concerns there. And, you know, we know that Sacramento has the worst defense, and Milwaukee, I'm sure, will take advantage of that. But it is a second night of the back-to-back. Holiday's been playing great, but he's been playing big minutes. Middleton and Antikonupo. Antikonupo's playing more minutes this year than he usually does. So the the question here is, you know, this is a certainly a scenario where Coach Bud would like to not have to play those guys uh, a ton of minutes and be able to get out of there with a win at Sacramento. So I, you know, stay in tune to see if there's any news that breaks uh, with with this Bucks roster because, you know, my biggest concern is um, a couple guys get yanked. So there's there's two things that I'm I'm looking at if. If I do get a guy or two from this game in my uh, build for the, the main slate, 
I'm going to make sure that I have a 2v2 with this other late game, Oklahoma City and Portland, where if they do, let's say a Giannis gets pulled or a Middleton, I'm going to make sure I have something to bumper that from the other game or this game, whether it be Fox from Sacramento, McCollum from Portland, Lillard possibly, you know, something in the price ranges of a of an Giannis or Middleton or, or Holiday. So uh, I, I, I know Milwaukee players are going to be super high owned. And again, rightfully so, Sacramento doesn't defend at all. Uh, but are you going to get full run? Is it worth taking a risk that Sacramento somehow stays in the game? You know, I don't know. I doubt that I'm going to go there. Um, you know, I'd, I'd rather have a, a couple other guys that, that could get extra run. You know, a guy like Pat Connaughton comes to mind. I think he's a decent play if he gets uh, extra five, six minutes because the game is, is spread pretty good and, you know, they don't want to, to overdo uh, Middleton and Giannis. So, you know, there's a few, a few guys you can go to there. Um, obviously, on the Sacramento side, you know, this, this 239 total is the highest uh, on the slate by uh, 12 points. So, you know, it, it, that screams you have to have some exposure. The Sacramento King I sort of like here is, is Tyrese Halliburton. I think Holiday's going to shadow Fox as much as he can. That could put the kibosh on him a little bit. Middleton's a good defender on Heald. And, you know, really, if those guys get balled up at all, I think it opens it up for Halliburton. So, he's a lot in Fox, you know, obviously. And, there's, you know, that's, I think, a really nice spot to go to. Plus, he's got the young legs back to back. Don't doesn't mean much for those guys that are that young. Um, one thing that popped up when we were doing the show here, Brogdon is now also uh, questionable for Indiana. So with he and Sabonis questionable there, uh, that even opens up more potential uh, for Levert. T.J. McConnell's going to be owned a lot now. You know, every time Brogdon, if he is out. Uh, McConnell seems to go uh, bonkers. So all good plays, all good potential there. I think that should give you a really sound look at uh, the slate for this evening. Uh, would love to have you. It's not too late to join today at DFS Coach Talk. At noon Eastern, we're having our weekly um, community meeting with all our members, talk over strategy, bankroll management, contest selection, the Coach Talk process how to balance your bankroll while playing two key sports now with basketball and baseball. And, you know, that's what I'm doing also. And it gets very, it gets very uh, time consuming and it takes a lot of focus when you're playing, you know, the NBA and MLB slate that locks at the same time. And then you're playing uh, after our slate with basketball and baseball that, uh, locks at the same time. And if you're playing them like I am on DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo, now you're looking at a lot of combinations of a lot of stuff. So it's, I'm telling you, preparation is really key here. It has everything to do with being successful in DFS. If you're just firing lineups on there or, you know, rotating somebody out and putting somebody else in because you're going to watch that game 
or it's a late game or that's your favorite team or, you know, whatever, then it doesn't become a game of skill. That's just playing roulette. You know, seven's my favorite number. I'm playing seven. You know, don't do that because that's what 87% of the people do in DFS. And that's why 87% of the people lose. And those of us that take it seriously, follow through, follow follow all the news, make the late changes, look at the game scripting, keep your rotation so you can bring some swaps in, play late. Those are the 13% of us that scoop all that money. And we want to help you be part of this group uh, as well and get on the winning side. So if you're frustrated, if you're not winning enough, if you're playing the wrong contests, even though you're picking some of the right guys, come to Coach Talk. We'll work on it and uh, help you, uh, you know, get to where you need to be. Again, that meeting's at noon Eastern. So if you check this out and you want to jump in, go to DFSCoachTalk.com. We'd love to have you. If you want to follow us on Twitter, I'm at uh, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And uh, Josh, which we call Crash Davis, is on Twitter at JP Davis. And we'll have to uh, get him to confirm that uh, as well because we just added him uh, to the baseball team here at the opening day. So we got to get him in that rotation uh, on Twitter as well. So that's it. Thank you so much for, for listening in. I really appreciate our whole co- Coach Talk team. There's absolutely no way myself or Andrew could do this alone. You know, the real hard work is done uh, by Joe Stanton, Tyler Pitzer, Dawson Sarvati, um, uh, Brett uh, Trimble. I, couldn't, I want to say Deffy because that's what he goes by on our, our Discord. But Brett Trimble... Obviously, uh, you know, Josh Crash Davis uh, and then Andrew Hansen. So we've got a great team. Uh, work hard. Prepare this for you. We're 24-7. So we'd love to have you. Thank you for listening in. I'll be back again tomorrow for the Sunday slate. And we're going to have some early games. So I'll try to either get it out late this evening. I usually like to wait till morning like this because then I have all the lines and we know the majority of the player news that that's the at least the early news. So uh, hope to catch you here again tomorrow uh, as we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>